You're listening to the Misty Creek Community Church Podcast. To learn more about Misty Creek Community Church, visit our website at mistycreekchurch.org. Today's message is from Senior Pastor Stephen Street. You know, there seems to be a lot of complaining in our world right now, don't you think? I mean, a lot. To be honest, you probably complained about something today. Maybe you've even complained about this service already. Shame on you if you have. Some of you probably looked at your watch and said, man, that video was like seven minutes long and it's already 11.15. I wonder how long the preacher's going to go today, you know. Hopefully you don't think like that. Hopefully you just love being here and you don't ever want to leave. And if that's the case, then, then the Holy Spirit is really moving in your heart and in your life. But, you know, there's a lot of whining. There's a lot of complaining going on, especially during this time in our world. We hear it constantly, don't we? I mean, even when we get together with our, our friends we start talking negatively. We start complaining about things. Every time we get on social media, it's all about complaining. Everything, everything on the media is about complaining. It's, it's negativity to the point we become overwhelmed. And sometimes I just want to call the ambulance. You get sick of it, don't you? You know, it's, it's sort of comforting to know that Moses, nearly 3,000 years ago, he was dealing with complaining as well with the people who were called to be a holy nation, a, a royal priesthood. And they were complaining too. If only we had died by the Lord's hand in Egypt, they said. There we sat around pots of meat and ate all the food we wanted. But you brought us into this desert to starve us to death. Reminds me of a woman who was always complaining. We don't know any women that complain. We don't know any men that complain, do we? But yet there was this woman. She was an older woman. She was at home, and the pastor of the church decided to go and visit her. So he showed up at her home. He called her beforehand, and she was glad to see him. And as soon as he walked in the door, she started complaining. She complained about the, the neighbor's children being too loud. She complained that nobody at the church ever visited her or, or called her. She began to complain about her friends. She began to complain about the weather. She began to compl- complain about the news, everything. And then she started complaining about a headache. And as she kept complaining, she said to her pastor, You know, since I've started talking to you, my headache has disappeared. He said, No, ma'am, your headache has not disappeared. I have it now. You know, pastors aren't the only one that hear lots of complaints. You know, I'm thankful to be a part of a church where I'm going to tell you, I have not heard any complaining from this congregation. Do you know how rare that is? That is a rare thing. Our leadership team gets together and there's no complaining. There's nobody reporting on anything negative. Nobody says, oh, we got to do this. We got to do this. They say, we get to do this. We love doing this. We love serving. We love being a part of such a Christ-centered church filled with the Holy Spirit. That's beautiful. That's beautiful, isn't it? It really is. You know, talking about complaining, there was, <laughs> there was this man. This supposedly is a true story. He had inscribed on his wife's tombstone these words. You got to hear this. Here lies my wife in earthly mauled, who when she lived did not but scald. Good friends go softly in your walking, lest she should wake and rise up talking. (laughs) I love that. It's so good. But you know, the Bible says that people were murmuring. I loved Joy's prayer this morning. She talked about murmuring and how we grumble sometimes. And even in the midst of that, God continues to bless us and, and answer our prayers. 
He's an amazing God, isn't he? We can't deny that. It's ironic that the people who often have the, the least to complain about are the ones who complain the most. They murmur the most. There's something about having much that makes us feel like we deserve more. We just we can't get enough. The jumbo drink is not big enough. I want a bigger drink than that. The cheeseburger doesn't have enough cheese on it. I want more cheese on that. I mean, do you ever think about the flight attendants? I mean, the complaining that they deal with. You know what I'm talking about, don't you? I mean, they deal with so much. The people that work on the roads, you know, we complain and we holler at them and we say things out of our window. They're just doing their job, trying to protect us and keep the roads safe for us. You know, we complain when we're in the, the, the drive-in line. We complain when we're in the checkout line. We complain about every little thing to the point that we become filled with negativity. And we go around living a mediocre, boring life. It just isn't what God intended for us to live. Moses was dealing with an entire nation, an entire nation of complainers. If we don't watch it, I'm going to say it. Here we go. You'll hear things at Misty Creek. You won't hear other places. If we don't watch it as a nation, we're going to be known as a nation of complainers and whiners. We don't get our way. So we act out like spoiled, rotten children. And the people of Israel were acting the same way. They had witnessed all the miracles of God. They had seen the, the, the sea parted. They had seen God deliver them and harden Pharaoh's heart. They had witnessed that. And yet, they were free, and they were complaining, and they were whining. Wow. True, the children of Israel were out in the wilderness, but at least they were free. Do you? Take your freedom for granted. You're free. You are. And you're free more than just being in the United States of America. You're free because the Son, Jesus Christ, has set you free from the shackles of sin and death. And yes, complaining. Complaining. I'm going to say it. Are you all ready? Complaining is not of God. So just stop it. It gets you nowhere. You don't get ahead in life by complaining. No one likes somebody who complains all the time. They just don't like it. And if you think they do, you're wrong. Nobody likes that. And so, after spending centuries in slavery, beaten and whipped, they still are complaining even though they have freedom. Even more importantly, consider the mighty acts that God had done for them. Consider his grace, and yet they still whined. They still murmured. You know, I'm going to give you today the panacea, the cure-all, the antidote to complaining. First of all, it would help if we just confess our pettiness. Many of us, we simply don't have the grounds for murmuring. We've been blessed far beyond what we deserve. You know, Captain Eddie Rickenbacker was a pilot in World War I, and he was a Medal of Honor recipient. With 26 aerial victories, he was America's most successful firefighter fire, fire pilot in that terrible war. He also received the most awards for valor. Eddie Rickenbacker once was asked what was the biggest lesson he learned after a crash at sea that left him and his men on a life raft for 21 days. 
He said, the biggest lesson that I learned was this. If you have all the fresh water you want to drink and all the food you need to eat, you ought never to complain about anything. Many of us know that. Deep in our hearts, we realize that we are very fortunate. I would carry it to another level. We're not fortunate. We're blessed. We're not lucky. We're called. We're His. Intellectually, we know that there are millions of persons who would gladly trade places with us. Our mothers taught us the little line, I cried because I had no shoes until I saw a man with no feet. We look at our lives and all that we have, and we know that every day we ought to offer testimony of thanksgiving and praise to God. Instead of complaining, just praising God, thanking Him for His goodness. But still, we complain. We murmur. That's not to say that things always go our way, because things don't always go our way. Do you remember the Peanuts comic strip, Charlie Brown? He's complaining that his baseball team always loses. Lucy tries to console him. Remember, Charlie Brown, Lucy says, you learn more from your defeats than you do from your victories. Charlie Brown replies, that makes me the smartest man in the world. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I'm tired. I am tired of learning from my mistakes. I want to learn from doing things right. Don't just point out what I'm doing wrong. Don't just point out my mistakes, but point out what I'm doing right. Help me learn from what I'm doing that's good, that's right. Life is filled with frustrations and aggravations and trials and tribulations. Life has many downers. I don't want to minimize that fact. Sometimes, however, we need to take a step back and put our lives into perspective. We need to count our many blessings. As the old hymn says, count our many blessings, count them one by one, name them one by one. We need to confess our pettiness, and we also need to acknowledge God's provisions. The greatness of God is shown in his response to the people's murmuring. Sometimes when our children seem ungrateful, we respond defensively. We are angered by their attitude. We want them to see and appreciate all that we've done for them. Something bowls within us, and as you know, they shrug off our sacrifices as if we should have done more. You know what I'm talking about? God knows that we have a lack of attitude. It's a human response to have a lack of gratitude. It's not God's response. God heard the people murmuring, and he responded graciously. He always does. He does. In fact, in the face of their grumbling, God provides for their needs. He provides manna from heaven. They gathered the manna each morning, and when it dried in the sun, they had a sticky, solid food, which was edible and nutritious, like angel food cake. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they had some angel food cake falling from the sky. It was nutritious. I wish angel food cake was nutritious. God also provided quail. Every spring we're told that flocks of birds, they cross the Red Sea on their way to the Sinai Peninsula where they land exhausted near the coast and they're easily caught. That's exactly how the Bible describes God's provision for meat for the wilderness wandering. God also provided water. Scholars tell us that many porous rocks in the desert contain water. God led Moses to a rock at Rephidim. Moses struck the rock and outpoured water adequate for the entire nation. God heard the murmuring of the people and provided for their needs. Of course, 
He would have provided for their needs even if they had not murmured. God is a giving God and he always will be. Moses said it over 3,000 years ago. There will always be people in need. There will always be people who are hungry. There will always be people that will be complaining. There will always be a need for us to respond to and make those lunches and prepare those bags, blessing bags. There will always be a need until God's people wake up and realize that people are more important than policies and institutions and Democratic or Republican parties and other things like that. There should be no hungry. There should be no homeless people. There should be no people without a roof over their heads. And yet there are. And yet people are wallowing in success and financial security. And yet many of those people are the biggest complainers. And many of those people are the saddest people that exist on the planet. We have literally given lunches to people, blessing bags to people on the street who have nothing. And when they received that lunch and that blessing bag, they literally danced. You and I would look at that and just say, that's just a little bit of water and some shampoo and some toothpaste and some crackers. But yet for them, it's a gift. It's a gift that's practical and that helps them. God has given you and I the greatest gift ever. It's the gift of his grace. You remember free love? Well, he gives us free love. And we are to take that love and share that love. He would have provided for their needs even if they'd have kept murmuring or not murmuring. God is a giving God. If you cannot see that God is a giving God, you will probably never change your outlook on life and you will never have the gratitude attitude and you'll continue to complain and be absolutely miserable. That stinks, doesn't it? I'm certain there were some cynics among the Hebrew people. You know, they tried to offer some rational explanation for the quails and the manna and the water from the rock and the cloud by day and the pillar of fire by night. God has placed us in a world that must be seen through the eyes of faith. And this is not the eyes of faith. This is the eyes of faith. You see, he's moving, acting all around us. When the great Scotsman Robert Bruce was fleeing from his enemies, he took refuge in a cave. By the time his pursuers reached his hideout, a tiny spider had spun a giant web over the mouth of the cave. Seeing that the web was over that cave, his pursuers thought to themselves, well, he can't be hiding there. There's a spider web there. After they left, Robert Bruce got down on his knees and he thanked God for that spider. Now, was the spider building a web in front of his Hiding place, a coincidence, or divine providence? Did the spider just simply happen along and, and build that web, or was it guided by divine impulse? Each of us must decide for himself or herself how we view life. When you had that bad accident and walked away unscathed, did you say, thank God, thank God, or did you say, wow, I was lucky that time, sure was lucky. I never say that anymore. I don't ever say, oh, you were lucky to get that promotion. You were lucky to get that. You were lucky to marry her. You were lucky. I don't ever say that. You were blessed. Thank God. Life is a matter of interpretation. But the person who sees the gracious hand of God at work is in far less danger of becoming a complainer than is the cynic who sees only random chance with no plan or purpose. A cure for complaining will begin with the confession of our own pettiness. 
and an acknowledgement of God's provision. The third ingredient, here it is, in our cure for complaining or our medicine for murmuring is far more demanding. It is that we discover God's purpose for our lives. And God's purpose for our lives is that we serve others. Dr. Carl Menninger's famous prescription to a lady who was depressed was that she go out and find someone who needed her and help that person. (laughs) That's also the perfect prescription for chronic complainers. Complainers are invariably centered on themselves, not upon God and His goodness, not upon their neighbors and their needs, but upon themselves. It's about me, myself, and I. The Hebrews knew themselves to be a chosen people. The Exodus experience confirmed that. They were God's own people, a holy race. What they forgot sometimes is that they were chosen for a purpose, just as you and I are chosen for a purpose, to be a witness for God to all the nations. Is what you're putting on Facebook and on Snapchat and whatever else you're on, is it a witness for God and all the nations? Is it bringing people to the love of God in Jesus Christ? Or is it making people think, like Jim Carrey would say, that you are a lehu, zaher? You don't want to be one of those. You want to be a winner in Christ. Hmm. Matter of perspective, isn't it? It's been suggested that the reason that Adolf Hitler sought to eliminate the Jews was that he was a disciple of that mad philosopher, Nietzsche, who taught that God was dead. Hitler took that teaching to its extreme. In order to eliminate God from society, he felt that it would be necessary to eliminate God's witness, the children of Israel. Hitler failed, of course, though the carnage that accompanied his efforts haunt the world to this day. Israel was God's own beloved. God brought them out of Egypt not to live a life of privilege, but of purpose, not to be served, but to serve We have so much to learn, don't we? Not to live this life of privilege, but to live a life of purpose. Not to be served, but to serve. We we who are the new Israel have that same summons. Have you ever known anyone who truly, unreservedly gave his or her life for others who was a complainer, a grumbler, or a murmurer? (laughs) Dr. Tom Dooley once wrote, Dedicate some of your life to others. Your dedication will not be a sacrifice. It will be an exhilarating experience because it is intense effort applied toward a meaningful end. People don't grumble and complain and murmur as much when they joyfully give their lives to serving God and other people. Doug and I were just talking the other day how amazed we are that our entire congregation serves people and gives and involved. We're going to have a, a, a next steps luncheon today. It's for people who want to learn more about Misty Creek. And one of the things I will show them is a little video showing our congregation in action and in serving how God has left the building. The people have left the building and gone out into the community. That inspires folks because they want to know they are making a difference, not just for themselves, but for the world. And that's what God has called us to do, to fulfill the great commission and the great commandment right here. Someone has once said that the most dangerous place to complain is on the front steps of the church or out in the parking lot. I can tell you that's true. I've been a part of church long enough to know. 
people stand outside and they complain about the preacher and about the Sunday school teacher and about the children and about the youth and about the damage. People are wreaking on the building because they're using the building for wonderful outreach. You know, I heard yesterday, I can't believe this, that in a certain tradition, 22 churches, their doors were closed. Wow. Churches should be opening up, right? Doors should be opening. There's an opportunity. There's renewal going on. Should be no closing the doors of the church. Should be the very opposite, shouldn't it? I would love to overhear your conversations today, outside, tomorrow, this week. We would find out in a hurry whether this message had any effect on you. Are you a complainer, a grumbler, or murmur? If you come to me complaining or grumbling or murmur, just know I don't want to hear it. I don't. I've got to work on it. My son's sitting back there, Dad, you complain, you murmur, you know, about insignificant things. He's right, I do. I'm preaching to you on things I need to work on, folks. I'm a human being just like you are, you know. Isn't it time you confessed your pettiness? You have so much for which to give thanks. Isn't it time you stopped thinking about yourself and considered the purpose for which you were created? The children of Israel murmured just as you and I sometimes murmur, but God provided for their needs just as he provides for all of your needs. He never said, I'm going to give you everything you want. You know, you might say, I wouldn't mind having an RV. I wouldn't mind having a little place down at the lake. I wouldn't mind having a better fishing rod and reel. You may get those things at some point, but he's going to provide what you need. And what you need more than anything is to know that he is more than enough for you. He is your way maker when there seems like there is no way. He made a way for the Israelite people. Even when they kept their eyes focused back on Israel, when they had meat pots and food, but yet they were beaten and under oppression. You know, we have freedom today. The Son has set us free. God's working in our lives. Why are we murmuring? Why are we complaining? Isn't it time we say, thank you, God? Thank you, thank you, thank you. Isn't it time we start sharing those blessings with others? You know, if you're watching today, if you're here with us, if you're outside under the tent, and you're still not sure about this complaining thing, you still have some negativity, you still have some issues going on, you're struggling with being that person who speaks life instead of death, they want to ask you to do something. I want you to surrender your complaining, your murmuring, your grumbling, your inadequacies, stuff that's paralyzed you from the past. I want you to surrender all of that to the Lord Jesus Christ. Let's do that together. I'm going to do it right now. If you want to join me, just, just repeat these words. You can say them out loud or you can say them silently because God knows your heart. He knows if you're genuine about this. Whatever's in your heart, eventually it's going to come out of your mouth. And people will know whether you're a Christian or not by your love, by those words, by your actions. Jesus, you are enough. You're more than enough. You can take my complaining and my murmuring. I know you can, but I'm tired of doing that. So I'm going to just ask you to take the murmuring and the complaining and the grumbling and the negativity out of my soul, out of my system, out of my mind and heart, and cast it into the depths of the sea 
where it will never raise its ugly head again. Lord, forgive me for being selfish, for being negative, for feeling like I'm entitled, I deserve this, I deserve that, when I don't really deserve anything, but because of Jesus Christ and your grace, you make me deserving. You've made me a new creation. Lord, I want to be new this morning. I surrender my heart, my mind, my soul, my spirit to the Lordship of your Son, Jesus Christ. I love you, Jesus. Forgive me of my pettiness. Forgive me of my waywardness. You are my waymaker, and you are more than enough. Thank you, Jesus, for saving a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. I once was blind, but now I see. I see a way, and that way leads to eternal life. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. And all God's people said, amen. God bless you. We hope you were inspired by today's message. For more sermons from Misty Creek Community Church, be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you like to stream your podcasts. You can also watch videos of our sermons and complete services on the Misty Creek Community Church YouTube channel. And while you're there, be sure to like, subscribe, and hit the notification bell. For more information about our church, including our mission, location, service times, and more, visit our website at mistycreekchurch.org. God bless you, and thank you for listening.